Trash. Trash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Surreal Ramen. Surreal is a Toledo, Ohio rapper, singer, producer. Uh, he runs with The Nightheart, who has been on the show, uh, DJ Press Play, who's all been on the show. Uh, he is a part of Manifest LLC, which is a, a which is a hip hop collective here in Toledo, Ohio. And uh, I, I I love what these kids are doing. I'm sorry, I shouldn't even call them kids. They're grown adult. They're only kids because they're like younger than me. But these guys, the, these people, these human beings, these people. <laughs> God damn, these human beings are doing something so special. I think in in especially in this part of the country where. Uh, they need something like this. They're they're just a very open-minded group of people, and I, I've just enjoyed uh, getting to know this group of, of human beings and this collective. Uh, I, I love Nightheart. Uh, he's just such a, 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 a smart human being and surreal ramen. Uh, he does not disappoint in that department as well. So uh, please do enjoy this conversation I had with Surreal Ramen. But first, go to rainamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-T. Rainamystique.com, everybody. Uh, she is streaming on Twitch four days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. We Speak English Good is also streaming on Twitch with at Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But in the month of June, we will be changing Mondays to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So be aware of that. We have lots of amazing guests coming on for the rest of May. Today, later on, we have the Graceful Bard, who is an amazing loop artist. Uh, let's see. On Monday, we have Kelvin Thomas. And then on Sunday, the May 20, May 30th. Wait, what is it? May Oh my God, I think I got dates mixed up on flyers and stuff, so I'm going to have to go back and check that. Uh, this Sunday, I think it's, yeah, May 30th. Golly, I think it's May 30th. Oh, I think I messed up Calvin's uh, flyer. Oh, well, we'll figure it out. But this Friday, or Sunday, May 30th, JT and the Conspiracy returns to the live stream. And so uh, we'll be a full band music stream going down. So come in and tune in. Okay, yeah. All right. Twitch.tv slash We Speaking is Good. You can also support the show monetarily by buying a t-shirt off of our Threadless store, which is wespeakingisgood.threadless.com. And that link is in the show notes. Uh, like, subscribe, review. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, fucking Insta. Okay, all of them. All the links are in the show notes. You can also... Uh, subscribe to us on Apple iTunes or follow us on Spotify or subscribe to us on YouTube and Twitch. You can also help the show out for totally a free amount of money uh, by just going and leaving a review for us on Apple iTunes or anywhere you can leave a review. If you like the show, leave a five-star rating uh, and, and please leave a written review. That's very helpful as well. Uh, and, and that's it. That's it. Uh, and we got, we got uh, June's coming really quick, so I still need to fill most of June's schedule, so I'm procrastinating. That's how it goes sometimes. All right, guys, I got to go. Uh, let's just jump on over to our friend Surreal Ramen from right here in Toledo, Ohio. Let's go. Hey, 
your day? How you doing? I'm doing pretty well, man. Actually getting prepped up for a show in Dayton. Me and the rest of the gang are going up to Dayton. Uh, Nightheart's opening up for King Iso. It's going to be a cool experience. Oh, I no. Odd Bodies in Dayton, Ohio. So, Dude, wait a second. Now, did you say Odd Bodies? Is that like a, a, a artist or is Odd Bodies, are you talking about weird people? Um, Odd Bodies, I think, is the venue. Odd oh. Bodies is the name of the venue, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, 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 wait. Am I, getting, am I getting lost in vernacular or are we, what are we talking about here? Yeah, uh, no, nah, Odd Bodies is the name of the venue. Um, King Iso is the uh, artist who Knight is opening up for. Nice, nice. Is, is King Iso a local to Dayton? Um, no, he's actually a national artist. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm so out of it, man. He, he, he's underground. He's an underground. Um, he's, he's an underground hip hopper. Yeah, he's more on the underground side of hip hop. But he's like, yeah, he's definitely not like a local, local artist. Uh -huh. That's amazing. That's awesome. Like, yeah. and it's gonna be uh, what did they send you any like stipulations due to COVID? You guys got to do this and that or I mean, um, I feel like since shows are running again, mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have all of the info, but I feel like since shows are running again, that it should run pretty similar to how shows used to run. Yeah. I think that just naturally and socially people will take precautions just because of mm -hmm. the situations we've been in. Cause you know, like the mass mandate and shit like that is gone, but you know, just because, you know, coronavirus is still a thing, I think people will still take those precautions Yeah, to be safe, yeah. Yeah, man, is, you know, we're in Ohio, and I've been talking about this a lot on how, about how Ohio is is one of those states because it, 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 I mean it, it was a blue state now it's a red state and and uh, and when you have red states there seems to be like this opposition to any types of restrictions on uh, on freedom which I'm totally all about I'm not a red state kind of guy but I'm all about fucking freedom of speech and your ability to go and live your life. If you do, if you don't want to wear masks, I don't give a fuck if you wear a mask. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm not saying you should. I'm just Good. saying I don't give a fuck. Well, yeah. That's my mentality. And and I, I I'm good. I got the antibodies. I'm fucking. I'm living my life how I want. And so Honestly, I feel like people should do it too. I'm I'm just saying like in Ohio, like I feel like there's um there's just sort of this this opposition to it that that you're not gonna find like on the West Coast or in these like really ultra liberal places. And I really dig it. And I consider myself super liberal. So it's like, I really I dig mean, it. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like since we're in the Midwest, I feel like it's more of a Midwest thing yeah, as a whole rather than even yeah. just Ohio. You're right. You're right. We don't right. really have any large governing bodies of power here. So it's like when you think about like in Cali, there's a senator, governor. I know we have all that here. Mm -hmm. We don't consider that as major of a thing in the small city of like Toledo, Ohio. Right. As you would if you're in fucking San Antonio, California. Your senator, your mayor probably means something to you. Here, we just kind of, we generally just don't give a fuck. So it is a very liberal mind frame. People just don't care. Yeah, and well, it's, yeah. it's less even about the safety is what makes it weird. And it's more just about that situation of in that moment doing what you want mm -hmm. rather than what someone else wants you to do. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. Because it's like, I just feel like th there's this, I don't know. I feel like Ohio, sh even though we're like north, we're still bordering on the South, you know what I mean? So like, like yeah. I feel like we share a lot of like uh, somewhat of a tech and I know I'm just focusing on Ohio. And I think the reason why I'm focusing on Ohio is because Michigan's, uh, I was looking it up yesterday, Michigan's COVID rates are like going back up to how they were back in December, which was the peak right. 
of of all of this. And and in Ohio, it just is go down, 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 down. And so when you look at these these states that are really high, uh, have all these mass mandates and have all these restrictions, their their shits. California, New York, they're flying. Th they're going back up, and and they're like the biggest and most like uh, locked down and most you know woke about this whole thing. And we're. <laughs> And here in yeah, Ohio, like, our, our shit's like, going down and, and we're not giving a fuck about masks. You look at Florida, like they're, they're the most fucking backwoods motherfuckers out there, but their shit's going down too. So like, what, what are we doing? I mean, I feel like that liberal mind state kind of still transfers to other places. But when you think about in terms of population, like Ohio as a state in comparison to the size of Florida, mm -hmm. the size of California, the size of Texas, mm -hmm. um, it just kind of seems like, uh, what do I want to say about it? Um, it's like when you, when they bring up the restrictions on the mask things and they say that not wearing the mask is now okay. People forget about everything else that you're supposed to be doing to be safe. <laughs> so it's like, okay, no mask mandate. All of a sudden, that means, yes, we can go throw a house party. Yes, we can go stand within six feet of people. Yes, I can come breathe directly on your face. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's that whole, you give somebody an inch, they take a mile. And that's essentially what happens is that you say yeah. no mask and everyone says the world's normal. <laughs> Even though no one says the world's normal, everyone hears the world's normal. Right. I don't have to wear a mask anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the vaccines. It's like, uh, it, it, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, when you're, if, if you are paying attention to Dr. Fauci, he's like, you know, take the vaccine, but also wear a mask because it's still spreadable. So, so people are like, I got the vaccine. It's cool, bro. Like spit right. in my mouth, bitch, spit in my mouth. I don't care. You know, it's, yeah. it's just, it, 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 you're right. Like you give them a one little inch and, and it's just like, give it all. And, you know, cause, cause I, I'm just conflicted, I guess, because it's been conflicting uh narratives you know what i mean like yeah, there's been just a weird situation mm -hmm. never did i think that i'd experience a pandemic in my lifetime so right. yeah you know. how was it for you what what well, you know what i gotta ask this question i was supposed to ask it first um uh this is from wild but sober uh who's an amazing producer on his own accord uh waffles or pretzels okay and we're not talking about those little shitty pretzels you know those Little hard, like little fucking, yeah, we're, we're talking about, yeah, soft, baked, fucking beautiful pretzel, and, and, and then, and then also the waffles is however you're seeing it in your mind, like with whipped cream, whatever it is, you know, so which is I it? would probably prefer the waffles, to be honest, if they're like waffles that have like sugar in them, have been sweetened somehow, I'm mm -hmm. not like a fan of syrup, like I don't really like the flavor of maple anything, <laughs> yeah. so like... <laughs> I normally just stick away from breakfast foods just for that sake because, like, I can't eat pancakes with maple syrup because, like, gross. I don't like maple <laughs> syrup. And then, like, a pancake by itself is dry. But if you do something to it and make it more like, say, a crepe, you sweeten it up a little. Mm. Like, I, I definitely go with the waffle over the pretzel. Like, pretzel would be a last-ditch effort for me. Like, that's just, like... If I see Auntie Anne's at the mall, like that's the only time I'm ever really thinking about pretzels. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Yeah, no, my son goes nuts for those things. Well, they got they that's got good, a whole man. pretzel coalition here in chat, so they they uh 
Yeah, <laughs> Bonnie's from Canada, so she's, they're saying uh, don't be hating on maple syrup. Uh, but that's okay. Is that, you know, maple syrup, the reason why I don't like breakfast foods is because the sugar is, is the devil. And, and like, who is sitting there smashing fucking a big-ass big thing of pancakes with syrup and whipped cream or waffles or whatever it is? In the morning, and then going out and into the and, day, and living life, man. like like they ain't fucking dying inside. Like they need to go home and take a nap or so. It's like you eat a big ass waffle and a bunch of like pork products. I was yeah, in moderation, exactly. Wild, but so I generally don't even wake up for breakfast. Man. <laughs> this is like the past like since coronavirus, yeah. man. I literally haven't been working, so like mm. I don't wake up for breakfast. <laughs> I don't get up that early. I got three daughters who like never sleep. Oh, wow. Like I just, <laughs> I, I'm, I just, I sleep to the afternoon normally. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I normally just eat like one meal a day, to be honest. Like I'm a, just like a dinner kind of person. Is, like normally, like I said, I don't wake up for breakfast during the day. I'm doing things. I'm moving around. I'm getting things done. So like I generally eat when I finally get home and relax, I'll have a meal. Yeah. So is that is that for health reasons that you only eat once or is it just oh, because no, that's man. how you... I'm definitely super unhealthy living? <laughs> um, it's just I'm honestly just forgetful sometimes. Sometimes mm -hmm. I honestly just forget to eat or drink. Like yeah. there's a lot of times where like I'll wake up to get my like I said, I'll sleep the afternoon. I'll wake up to get my day started. And normally when I wake up, it's like right at the cusp of like where I need to get going. So like mm -hmm. I got something to do at three. I'm up at two thirty getting ready and I got to be in motion. And like I'll totally forget to ever eat anything or drink anything sometimes <laughs> the entire day until I get home. And then like, I also deal with like anxiety. So like when I'm out in like public settings and I can't provide things for myself, like I, like say if I'm out in a public setting and I can't afford to buy a bottle of water for myself, but I'm fucking dying of thirst. I don't really have it in me to ask my friend to get me some water. Like it's, mm -hmm. I'm weird. It doesn't make too much sense, but yeah. No, it's not weird. I mean, there's there's something about that. There's something about there's this humbleness to you that, or or to me, because I was I was like that too, when I was really young. I was just like I didn't want to ask you know anybody for anything. Yeah, I just, like, I've always just preferred to do things for myself, man, as much yeah. as I can. It's, that's yeah. fair, but that's fair. Exactly. You're self-made. You want to do it yourself. And then I'm um, like, I just trained myself to be able to go without like <laughs> yeah. this, this face you're seeing right now. It's lacking the glasses that you have on your face. I lost them at a show <laughs> at Frankie's two years ago. Two years. I didn't buy contacts. I just adapted to being blind. Oh like, I literally God. have just been living blind for two years because like, I don't know. It's mostly me being a procrastinator and not even wanting to go see a doctor and go through the hassle of getting glasses. But at the same time, it's like, I adapted. <laughs> so like, adapt. Sometimes I feel like Daredevil. I'm like, man, I'm blind as hell, but I'm living a normal Ooh, life. <laughs> dude, dude, no, that resonates with me so much because there was a time in my life where I was just like, fuck it. Or like, I just literally couldn't afford glasses or I just was like, yeah, I'm not going to ride the bus down over to the Walmarts to get the, right. to get my glasses and stuff. So I would just go, but, but it was, but you're right. You're like Daredevil and, and especially driving at night. It's like, for me, it's like impossible to drive at night without my glasses now, but I'm an old motherfucker but but even when i was younger i'd just be like driving at night and then all of a sudden it's like like a um like a you you're making a curve and all of a sudden you're like oh shit there's a curve here and and everything is is madness and chaos and it's are, are you texting right now yeah i'm sorry I, 
I'm kind of dealing with some side shit. I don't mean to keep zoning out. It's all good, man. I, um, it's all good. If if you got something to take care of, it's all good. I'm not gonna. I I just had, I just had to I just had to say something because I thought it was like it's all good. I'll be typing to, uh, and stuff while we're talking too. So it's all good, man. If you got something to take care of, no worries. Yeah, I just had to uh, for the show in Dayton. I had to have my sister watch my kids, so I'm just yeah. You know, you're trying to make arrangements. It's all good, yeah. man. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to fuck your shit up. Yeah, I'm, I'm here, man. I'm present. I'm, I'm present. Pre- I'm present. <laughs> so is is anxiety something that you've had to deal with a lot in your your life? Yeah, for as long as I can remember. For as long as I can remember a conscious thought. To be honest, I can remember being anxious. Wow. Wow. Like, I generally feel like I have this very heightened sense of not only self-awareness, but just world awareness. Like, I kind of peep things a lot different than most people do. And, like, I'm a big uh, observer. Like, I'm a quiet kind of person in social settings, and I observe a lot. So I pick up a lot of, like, habits that people tend to form. And it's easy to kind of generalize people if you can watch habits. Mm-hmm. similar kinds of people form similar kinds of habits yeah yeah and then so what were the habits that you formed with your with your anxiety um social distancing before it was cool man <laughs> bro, honestly bro. like um the manifest family is like my only social outlet to be honest like mm-hmm. this is my family these are my these are my friends like mm-hmm. outside of that i do not fuck with people because from observing people and knowing I I usually do this thing where I observe how people move in the world that I see through my eyes Mm. and then I compare it to how my mind works because I figure if I have a brain everyone has a brain they might not work the same but they work similar Mm. so I compare where my mind goes in situations and compare it to where I think a person's mind will go. So it's like a calculation of my morals, my characteristics, the kind of man that I think I am and my standards. And if a person falls beneath that standard, then I know that they're more inclined in certain situations to do shitty things. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. I mean, just, just, it's, it, I have that same kind of thing, especially with distancing with people and, and where it's like, I, I just, there is just sort of like this standard that I have for like who I'm going to interact with. And, and if you do fall below that, I have no problem with just writing that person off and never seeing or speaking to them again. And honestly, it's like, okay, well, next, I have way too much shit to, to, on my plate to be like fixating on dealing with dipshits, you know? And, but, but it's like, I I don't know, like the, the anxiety part where for me, it's like, I mean, even right now, my palms are sweaty. I'm sweating my balls off. I think that has to do with just like my juice fast too but it's a that for me it's just a very just a vibration that i wake up with every morning for most mornings i just wake up with this crazy vibration that that uh doesn't doesn't really go away (laughs) i i i started taking a antidepressants a couple months ago and and that's how i got so fucking fat and that's kind of how i got on this juice fast but it was um yeah i'm blaming the pills i'm blaming the pills and not just eating my fat ass into being fat yeah man i just <laughs> i just opted out of the pills honestly. oh i my feel dad, you man i feel you go my ahead that took me to therapy mm-hmm. and like i was just like fuck it like i'm I'm honestly just the kind of person who will just trek through anything if mm-hmm. i can't yeah. like if i can manage to get through it then i'll just get through it you know it's <laughs> yeah. like 
Yeah, if I if I have to go thirsty all day, I'll just be thirsty. That's what I'm saying. I don't know, man. I don't know what it was in my life that bred me this way. And I think it was just that constant worry and fear. Hmm. It's just like I just I think about way too much at all points in time. And like I think about things that probably aren't that big, but become big things. Like a certain look, like a certain look on your face during the stream could cause me to think an entire thing and think that like you might want me to get off your stream and you're just entertaining me because you already booked this thing. Like things like that. Like my mind's always going yeah. like that. So I it's hard that. to manage. Like I've really been working hard on trying to realize that like people aren't as shitty as my mind <laughs> wants them to be. Like everyone's yeah. not as shitty as my mind just makes the entire human race out to be. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to balance it sometimes. Well, it's kind of hard to balance it when you see all how shitty everyone is like all around you on the news and the internet and how shitty yeah. things are. It's like, it's, it's, that's, it's that's a really major one for me is culture, culture, mm -hmm. man. It's, it's different when you meet like an individually shitty person, mm -hmm. but when the whole context and culture of existence right now is kind of just a shitty culture, mm -hmm. most people in the world, I'm just assuming are shitty. Anyone who's tuned in the mainstream media, anyone who's affected by the stupid bullshit mm -hmm. to me is probably not a good person because you don't have the mind state, the mentality, the wisdom to be above. Mm -hmm. So it's like, like I, I've just never been a person who has fucked with people who fall into a group or trends or a click or like, to me, individuality has always been everything. Mm -hmm. If you're not an individual, to me, you're nobody. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like how my scale of people work. Like if you're not an individual to me, then you're no one. You might as well just not exist to me. Yeah. You're just with everyone else who doesn't exist to me. You're with, you know, people I've never met. Mm -hmm. If you're no one, like, right. it's, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. No, and I agree with you, especially especially with people who like always have an excuse of why they they're not succeeding, or always have an excuse why, why they're they not. Can't change. Yeah, and and they blame it on you know they blame it on systemic racism, or they blame it on Dorothy, or they blame it on Karen, or they blame you know what I'm saying like right. everyone it, has an excuse, man. Yeah, and, but and please, I believe I believe. Like, I'm not a religious person. Mm -hmm. The religion that I believe in is the religion of myself. Like, I am my God. Because when I wake up every day of my life, no one in this world has more control over my life and my world than I do. Mm -hmm. If there's something in my life and in my world that I don't want to be there, I'm the one who has the most power to get it out. So I can't blame it on anything or anyone else mm -hmm. when life goes to shit because I had the power to change it. That's what people don't want to realize. People always need an excuse because people don't want to take responsibility for where they lack. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, no one wants to admit that they lack things just because they simply lack it. Yeah. You know, the stupid kid doesn't want to admit that they're stupid simply because like knowledge isn't something they were given, yeah. you know, it right. just happens like that. It has to be blamed on someone else. The poor person who remained poor their entire life doesn't want to admit that the mentality that it was always someone else's fault is what's kept them where they were at. Mm -hmm. To me, I came from a situation to where I had everything I wanted and then I knew poverty. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a different translation for me because I knew what it felt like to have everything I wanted and not worry about a thing. And then I knew what it was like to not have anything to my name and have to get it simple. Mm -hmm. And there was no one else there to do it except for me. And I had to do it. And for a long time, I did place blames on, oh, I got sent back to Toledo. That's why my life is shit. Oh, I blamed it on this person, on that person. But at the end of the day, even if someone sparks a situation within your life, it's always on you to manage or change it. 
-hmm. It's always on you. So when it boils down to that excuse, it still boils past to you. Okay, cool. You know, you got kicked out of school because you're fighting. You're aggressive because you deal with this shit at home. To me, you chose to manage it in a poor manner. Yeah. Like situations, I feel like situations breed people, but situations don't make people. Hmm. Like you can always rise above anything if you feel like you can rise above anything. Like me, there's nothing in this world I can't do, which is like, oh, I wanted to pinpoint that earlier, not just a rapper. I just like, that's not even like, I, I don't even know if that's even an accompanying title to me. I'm more of like singer songwriter and rapping is part of the skill set. Oh, my bad, man. I didn't mean to get yeah. it all wrong. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I wasn't no, trying it's, to. It's totally understandable because it's like, if you first delve into my content, like you see rapper, mm -hmm. but like, if you really go broadly across my catalog, you'll notice that like, yeah, rap is rap is just the cusp, like the little the little tippy top that yeah, I use. You, to draw you use you use melody a lot. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, then, I, um, I wasn't trying to I wasn't trying to bring you down or anything, man. Like, I, oh I, yeah, I know, man. It's it's you know. Anyways, but but yeah, yeah I, I I do know that. I do. I mean, I do recognize that just by the research and stuff that I mean, looking into, especially working with Nightheart and and in the past, we've you know he's been on the show a couple times. So yeah, uh, you know, I, I know that you guys are are more than just rappers and singers, and and like Manifest is way more than just that. Like you guys are like a fucking art collective. Like I, yeah, I love man, what you. Um, I love your guys' fucking grind, man. You guys, we just, love uh, <laughs> we love the term creatives because mm -hmm. it. Comes is a very broad spectrum yeah. anyone who can create anything is a creative you are right now on this twitch stream creating this content you're a yeah. creator you're a creative it makes sense you know yeah. anyone who creates but um like yeah um my musical roots don't even root themselves into hip-hop like um i grew up in the suburbs of woodbridge virginia for like a vast portion of my life and like i was just heavily into like the music down there which is a lot of rock a lot of fallout boy you know you know teenage angst music <laughs> yeah yeah i'm going down yeah, down. yeah like I um i moved here to toledo and i got drunk one night and i saw childish gambino perform on arsenio hall and he was like the first rapper that i heard and i was like okay this sounds like something that takes skill i always was just like raps just like people rhyming words that's cool mm -hmm. it wasn't until i became a rapper that i realized how much rap really is <laughs> yeah because like once i decided i wanted to be a rapper and i started writing raps and i was like okay there's more than just writing words that rhyme you have to sound cool right and, and then it's like once you get out of the thing where you're just making music and now you're performing music you can't just sound cool you have to look cool you gotta move cool. You gotta be cool. Like it's there's so much that goes into actually being an artist that people don't even realize. They think you write a song, you go maybe perform it one time, and that's it. You're successful. No, there's so much grind. So yeah, much grind. For sure. Well, well, that's what I respect about what you and Jelani are doing, and, um, and you know your whole crew. Like you guys have a, a very, a very. Um, you guys have a very unique look you guys have a very it's clean you guys have a very you know you guys are all like supportive of one another you guys are all like always you know promoting each other and it's just something that from my from my generation that i didn't get a chance um not until and not until i was much older did i start seeing that and starting to be a part of something like that but right. when i was coming up here especially in toledo it, it there was not really <laughs> stupid we're getting spammed. Awesome. Uh, there wasn't really much what going. We I see. We're, we're, we're not. Yeah. You want to be famous? 
buy followers. Surreal. He's like, he's a rapper. He's about to buy these followers. He wants wants big follows. He wants those big follows. I wish, oh yeah, I know how to take care of this. Hold on. Let me, uh, I can ban you, whoever you are, bot. Ban bot. How do I, wait, that's an I? All right, here we go. I know how to do it in my own chat. Boom. Banned. Goodbye, (laughs) troll bot. No one wants your big fucking follows. Uh, but yeah, when I was coming up here, man, like it was just, there wasn't, it wasn't a community. There wasn't, and, and still to this day, I, I do feel like there is a lack of community here, but like people sort of find their There clicks. definitely is. Mm-hmm. Um, especially within like, I'll say that the other music scenes, like the other genres mm-hmm. within the local scene tend to band together a lot more mm-hmm. than people within the hip hop scene. You're right, you're right. And that's just centrally because hip hop is such an ego based thing. <laughs> right. Such an ego based thing is like nobody really ever, as a rapper, wants to admit that another rapper is good. <laughs> so, like, it's really that inability to show common respect is that makes a lot of people uh, kind of wind up on the wayside here and that's that's kind of just something that manifest was built off of is just like showing common respect to the artist no matter what their art was it's not even about the art at the end of the day it's about that nature that artist's nature that artist's nature is just something so unique and something that doesn't exist in so many people and like i've had conversations with people who weren't creative like people who literally lack all creativity and like they were very sad conversations in my opinion <laughs> because i can't even fathom not having creativity yeah. I can't fathom it. I don't feel like, like, I don't know who I would be without being creative. Every aspect of me is creative. When I play a video game, if I can't create a character, not playing it. Like, <laughs> right. Like, literally, like, creativity is a big thing for me. And, like, I think it kind of roots itself in, in my mind as something that's based around control. Hmm. Something you create is normally something you can control to the fullest extent. Right. Right. And, and, and like, cause like real life, there's really very little control uh, yeah. in, in the big picture of things. Right. Really? There's no control. <laughs> All you can do is redirect. Right. All you can do is redirect. If something gets shot at you, you can deflect it. You can absorb it. Mm-hmm. You can catch it and throw it back. But right. like you, you have no real control over anything in life, man, except for the minor tiny bit that you do. Yeah. And that's where people kind of like fuck up because people become invested in things outside of their lives and their world and become invested in the things that they shouldn't even be concerned with, like race, mm-hmm. sex, <laughs> religion. All these things really don't fucking matter when you think about it. But people take it upon themselves to make it matter, not only to themselves, but try to force the rest of the world to give a fuck as well. Mm-hmm. And that's just where a lot of stress, like if everybody in the world, just only gave a fuck about themselves and their world that they control, I guarantee everybody would be happy. If other people weren't looking outside of their world for something, looking to judge, looking to gain, looking to destroy, everyone would be happy. Yeah, man. I mean, that I I think you you're hitting a, a, you know, a, a hot topic right there with, especially with, the concerns of uh, how how big of an idea it is that the, to be black in America and how big of an idea it is to be brown in America or how big of an idea it is to be transgender in America or even the world. 
it, it's these uh, things that we're sort of propping up and making, making these our main focus. Meanwhile, we have these people who are pushing these ideas on us are being funded by corporate interests who are very happy with us fighting with each other and being way too concerned with things and, and who are making billions of dollars oh, off of our clicks. Conflict, off conflict of, makes money. Exactly. And people don't realize that war happens on more fronts than with soldiers and weapons. Absolutely. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. People wage war against other people every day of their life. The person who doesn't like gay people wages his war against gay people every day. Mm. The ultra feminist who hates all men for fucking no reason wages that war every day of her life, you know? Right. And it's like conflict is profitable for no one who's actually waging the war. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. Right. When, when our soldiers go to war and they're about to lose their lives, if they lose their lives or if they don't lose their life, at the end of the day, it doesn't profit them. It profits our government. You know, right. it profits the person who pays them. Yeah. And so it's like to me, it just doesn't make any sense mm -hmm. to be concerned. Like I have trans friends within my friend group. I have white friends, friends of different races, friends of different standings, fucking uh, political backgrounds, everything within my friend group, because to me, I don't worry about everyone as a whole. I worry about the people in my world. Mm -hmm. If you're in my world, then I know that you're a good person. You're a solid person, no matter what we disagree about. So it's like, I try to show the people within my world that fall into these specific categories, the utmost respect, because I have that utmost respect for them. And I have that utmost respect for the topic as a whole and in general, yes. but I can never lie and say that my concern is that that the world tries to push it to be. Like, to be honest, I don't generally care too much about things that are going on outside of my world if I can't do anything about them. Yeah. So it's like starving kids in Africa, it fucking sucks, mm -hmm. but there's not shit I can do. But the way that we're bred you know, society, like so socially speaking, is that that's a weird thing to say. It's like, you don't give a fuck about starving kids in Africa. You're a fucked up person. But it's really not because everyone thinks this shit. Everyone feels the exact same way. When you see that commercial pop on and they say, all you got to do is donate a dollar. Everyone says, yo, fuck that. <laughs> you know, but no one will say that. If you ask them about it, they'll be like, yeah, man, it kind of fucking sucks that these kids are over here starving, man. I right. wish there was something because everyone wants to look good for people. The only thing I've ever wanted to be was real to me. If I'm real to me, then I'm real to everyone and like everyone will fucking love me. And that's generally how my life works. Yeah. You know, it's like the people who love me, love me. And the people who don't love me generally just don't know me. So it's like, you know, I can't expect someone who doesn't know me to love me. Right. But the people who know me and know the man I am, no matter what crazy opinions I might have about certain things, know that I'm a genuine and real, loving, caring, giving, you know, yes. a good vibes person. Right. Yeah, and I, I think that's what we should be focusing on is being the best and most loving people that we can be. If it, you're a good person and then you surround yourself by other good people, life is happy. That's yeah. it. It's simple as that. Yeah, man. Yeah. And like people are just too strong on categorizing people by standards that don't matter. Religion, mm -hmm. sex, um, sexuality. All these things don't fucking matter because at the end of the day, they don't really affect your life. Okay, your friend's a Trump supporter. You're not. How does him being a Trump supporter really affect your life other than the internal judgment that you're having? It doesn't. He's not any different than he was before you found out he was a Trump supporter. Right. And 
now you're fucking up a friendship just based upon the fact of you don't fuck with Trump. So now since he fucks with Trump, you don't fuck with him, which is just a poor way to categorize people because people delve deeper than that. Right. And I, that kind of roots back to the thing I was saying about people being individuals is like a person delves deeper than that. Sheep don't like there <laughs> definitely are just masses and masses of people who aren't built by anything except for what they see in media, yeah. which is cool. But there are people just like on the same how we're liberal. There are people who definitely have an angle, have a view, you know, on where they stand in certain situations. And I can always respect having an angle review, but I can't have, I can't respect someone saying you don't like Donald Trump. Fuck you. Right. I need to know why <laughs> I need to know why I know. Right. I know why Trump sucks. Right. But I need to know why this affected your friendship so much, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. to me, I know I'm flawed and I know that a lot of flaws in myself people see and don't think are flaws. So I try to ingest other people the exact same way, you know, like, I try not to take things that I try not to take things that people think are uh, flaws, issues within people. And I try not to make that, you know, make that person only about that thing, you know, yeah. until they only become about that thing, because t- people tend to people tend to show them true selves. <laughs> if that, you know, if they yeah. are what they look like, they are, mm-hmm. then they'll remain exactly what they look like. But, you know, if a person has something beneath what you can just see, you, you know, that kind of thing, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I feel that a lot where it's just I, I have to respect. I, I just want to respect a person as a person and not because of, you know, what they believe in and stuff. I mean, you know, there's there's obviously there's extreme points, but who who even knows what the extreme points are anymore? because. Because no they, they keep getting moved, like all the goalposts get get moved when it's convenient for whatever narratives that's being pushed. So it's it, it's it, it is hard in that aspect to understand what is the extreme. But I guess that's where it comes down to like you have to know who you are and know what you accept as as okay as an okay uh, moral compass that you on exactly. someone that that you're associating with. And if you are associating with some person who is you know, yelling the N-word in the streets and, and Mar- you know, whatever, you know, like then, you know, you're associating with some fucked up evil person. Fuck them. But but if, if they're just a Trump supporter who is like, well, I agree with him on these points here. Right. I, um, I have friends who are just like really strong, like they're really into politics. Like I'm yeah. generally just not a political person because yeah. like I yeah. just believe that politics are bullshit. It is. It's all garbage. It's, it's all theater. Bullshit. You know, like it's just bullshit to me. So I'm not into politics, but I have friends who like are really into politics, <laughs> yeah. and their view is based upon that, not because like Trump wants the Mexicans out of stupid shit like that, yes. but they literally believe in what he believes in politically and the moves that he makes for the government, which is like something I can respect. You know, that's cool. Yeah. But like, yeah, we live in a world where like everybody wants to be accepted, but everyone also wants to be better than everyone else. <laughs> Everyone wants to be more powerful than everyone else, but everyone also wants everyone else to be equal to them. So it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. Wow. That, that was well said, especially when you look at some of these movements that are, 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 you know, they, that I, you know, I'm not trying to pick on BLM because there's a lot about BLM that I respect and and, and and I, that I just respect and, and I, and I'm behind. But when you look at that person who is, 
the head of it who is like, you know, I'm a Marxist and everything should be equally distributed and all this. And then you find out she just bought a, a you know, a mansion in Topanga Canyon. And you're just like, wait, wait. So everyone's equal except you. You're, you. you're, yeah. you're okay to be up here, but everyone else has to be equal down here. That's the thing is that everyone wants to be up here. Right. And everyone wants everyone else to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants to be great right. and they want everyone else to be okay. It's simple as that. It's in our nature. It's in our DNA. Right. It's survival. Right. Everyone wants to be great, but good people also want everyone else to be okay. Right. And I feel like through just like the things that have been built up in our society, it's turned into a very spiteful kind of thing where people feel the need to oppress certain people or take advantage of certain situations to get ahead, you know, yeah. and keep other situation, other people and other fucking uh, things down here. You know, it's like, uh, there's always someone trying to stand up and keep someone else down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it, it's, a, it's a confusing thing and, and it makes, it sort of makes all those arguments kind of hollow, right? Like, cause it's like, you're, 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 uh, you're, you're canceling yourself out here, folks. It's like your, your arguments are hollow. If you think everyone should be equal yet, you are right. You are, you or your group of people should be above that. It's like, right. and, and it's like, I, I'm, I, yeah, I, I think that we should be equal. And I think that we should be fucking, you know, everyone should have a fair chance at shit. But yeah, I, and I believe the same thing, but I don't believe that I have to wake up and wage that war. Right. Because it's not that deep for me. I'm sorry, yeah. it's not. <laughs> like me, I believe in women's right. I treat every woman that I know with the utmost respect. Mm -hmm. I know that within myself. So it's not like I feel like I need to wake up and be like, yo, fuck men. <laughs> I don't need to wage that war because I do right on my end. Yeah. I do right on my end. So I can't wage that war because it's not that deep for me. Mm. And me waging that war, in reality, me as an individual waging that war, people just have too much of a firm belief in chain reactions. People aren't realizing that chain reactions only happen with shit that's negative. Simple. <laughs> chain reactions do not spawn off of good shit, man. Yeah. Chain reactions do not spawn off of good shit. So like, they have it in their mind that one individual person waking up and waging this war one day will all of a sudden cause waves and waves and waves and waves that only happens for celebrities and people who have millions of people watching them. That's how they affect waves and waves of people by being an individual because they already have waves and waves of people who will do shit for them just from them saying it. Yeah. Buy this gel. Oh, I'm buying this. Fucking Rihanna <laughs> said buy it. Yeah. Support Black Lives Matter. Oh, I'm doing this. A celebrity said support Black Lives Matter. People just always want to seem good for other people. Like no one... I don't know, man. I feel like we haven't even talked about the music. We're getting so deep in here. Well, uh, well, the, I mean, this is, but but this is the part about being a musician, man. Is about yeah. having outlets. I just it's like I don't views. even know how long the interview is, and I feel like I'm like rambling. Dude, you're doing wonderful. The chat loves you. There, everyone's agreeing with you. You can't be equal and have fair advantage. It's only fair if of you to do better. So you do better. You're not equal. Ugh, pass the dupe. <laughs> Um, that this should go at least five hours. I love that. I respect that so much, yo. Oh, dude. Some sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes people. Well, this platform allows for very long, long um, hours. I lost some friends last year because of BLM. Crazy how people dig their heels in when it comes to the hate they feel. 
Yeah, and 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 that's hate towards you know hate you know like and, which is not a horrible thing to do, but it's like you start classifying a whole group of other people because you know like you you're what because you, you hate a specific person, and right. that's what it boils down to. You hate a specific person, you hate a specific situation you were in, you hate a specific instance, and for that to bleed out into everything attached to that race, that sexuality, that anything, it's just weird to me. Like for you to hate absolutely everybody of a race because one person in a race did something to you doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I can never really fathom how it ever clicks in anyone's mind that it makes sense. Stupid. Except for just being born of hate. Like if you can hate, if you can hate an entire category of people just based upon one or a few, you already had hate in your heart. That's all it can be. You already you already had hate in your heart. You just needed something to direct it at. And somebody flipped a switch on you. So you might not have been a fucking racist before someone of another race did something to you, right? Yeah. They flipped yeah. that switch. All of a sudden, you hate everyone in another race. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, and, and I, I've seen that. I've seen that, you know, with people, with coworkers that I've worked with in the past where it's like, are you and, and just like making little comments, you know, little little passive aggressive racist comments that that get passed around, and uh, and, and then you find out he got jumped by a bunch of black dudes, uh, because he because he told he told them to keep it down. He's trying to chill, and you know it's a rowdy bunch of young people. They're just young right. people, and this is just youth mentality. It's not black people. It's youth mentality. Youth mentality Being yeah. young, and some dumbass just turns around and tells you to be quiet. You're having a good time. You're fucking partying with your friends, and because they're on the trolley. They're on the trolley in San Diego, and these dudes whooped his fucking ass. And Isn't it weird how, like, situations that don't really even fucking matter can affect your life like that? Yeah. Like, okay, I'm assuming this was a racially charged thing. Uh, well, I, I, I'm not sure. Well, I mean, but for him it was. And then for him it changed his so perspective. It changed his perspective, right? Right, and and then I don't know what it was for them. I'm I'm I, I'm sure I'm sure some things were said. You know, I'm sure like because he's a little white dude. He was annoying. He just has that vibe where you just want to bit smack him no matter what. Like just no matter what comes out of his mouth, you just want to backhand his ass. Uh, and so he had that sort of mental. And so like again, I'm not just. But it's, it's just so weird. Like that one situation though, mm -hmm. you just flip your whole perspective. You're like, eh. I got beat up by some black people. Yeah. I should probably maybe stay away from black people. You know what happened to me all throughout my life, man? I am a recovering ladies, man. <laughs> I have interacted with way too many women throughout my life. And it has sucked almost every time. You did say every you time. have three children. You did say you have three children. So it's like, it's like, yo. That flipped my perspective. I'm like, right. eh, maybe I should stay away from women. Like, <laughs> you know, because like... But it's not it's not cool for me to just like generalize an entire section of people yeah. like that because I know all women aren't the women I've been with, right. you know? Right. Right. And and it's not even necessarily like staying away from like that kid doesn't have to stay away from black people. Maybe he should fucking but even, put himself saying, but even having that anxiety and that mm -hmm. shookenness about a race of people because right. of a situation like that's just not cool, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. And and, and that a lot has to do with just fucking, you know, it, just not having being developed personally. And I and again, I think it all comes down to individualism and and not individually working on yourself and, and trying to understand the world around you instead of living in this little fucking cocoon where you're safe forever and it's like 
that that's not how the world works. You're never going to be safe forever. You're never no, going to have... never safe forever. Man. And, and it's like you have to sort of put yourself out there a little bit if you want to know how the world works. And and this person is going to go through their whole life. I'm assuming that they're just going to go through their whole life just fearing and having and, and solidifying ideas that they hear on their favorite podcast or news network. And, yeah. and, and this just grows and it grows. And there's no self-reflection. There's no standing back. There's no like, hey... Fucking, this was a shitty situation that I was involved with. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't be such a twat when, you know, right. when you're in a public space. It's like, yo, it does suck when people are being loud on the trolley. But when you're one little white dude and you, and you have that tone and you're just like, excuse me, I'm trying to chill. And it's like, yo, it's, maybe you That's should. That's such an extreme thing about the situation is that I it don't. even boiled down to a racial thing. It's like. Right. To me, like when I consider race, like I know I'm a black man, mm. but when I wake up and I look in the mirror, like I'm either a good man or I'm a bad man. That yeah, day. absolutely. You know, so like to me, situations boiling down the race just because we're different races yeah. doesn't yeah. really make sense. That could have mm. just been an ass whooping because your friend talks shit. He's not my friend. That could have been an or that could have <laughs> been an ass whooping because the guys talk shit to him. Like it could have been an ass whooping for right. so many other reasons right. than a black person right. saw a white person and they fought. Right. Like, but that's where the mind goes mm -hmm. first, which is weird. Yeah. Which is weird. And, and and it is part of our culture. It is part of our history. You know, it is something that the, the fact is that these things are echoing from the past. These Jim Crow laws do echo from the past. They these these decisions that people made and these and these politicians made and, and when times were where most people were racist, these things do echo into it. So I do see that like there is there's there's truth behind these movements when when you know about discrimination and stuff. There is truth about Behind, you know, uh, police brutality, and and there is truth behind that. But things are just things just get blown way out of perspective. And, yeah, and I personally don't think that anyone currently manages any giant social situation well right no, now. No, everyone no. thinks they do. Like every major organization right now thinks that they're managing the topic or the issue that they're managing well. No one is. No <laughs> one is because they're never getting their point across, and that's why there's still war. Yeah. If you, were, if you were managing your shit well, then people would understand why Black Lives Matter. If you were managing your shit well, people would under, understand why the trans community matters. Mm -hmm. The point is, is you're waging a hate war and people are just in return saying, fuck you. What are you going to say when someone says fuck you? If someone tells me, fuck me, fuck you. Like, that's his life. <laughs> right. So it's like you're not bringing a message of peace and understanding. If you're bringing a message of you need to believe in this because this is how I fucking feel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> A person is generally going to say, yo, fuck how you feel, unless they feel the same way. Right. It's just that, like, people don't manage issues well, man. People just do not manage issues well. Yeah. And, and a lot of misinformation, misinformed people. Misinformation, too much happening to media, and just not enough belief in their own person's moral compass anymore. That's yeah. what it is. People need the world to tell them that they're good, that they're okay, that they're right. People don't believe in themselves anymore. And that's right. sad. I am often invited onto other people's podcasts, and I often talk about one of my favorite sponsors of this show, Podcorn.com. They have single-handedly taken my podcast from a passion project and transformed it, nay, transcended it into a viable source of income. 
Podcorn takes the mystery and frustration out of finding a sponsor for your podcast. And that's why I am always spreading the good word about podcorn.com. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, and more. With Podcorn, there is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, set their own rates, and collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. You never give up any rights to your podcast and podcorn is here to support you at every step and ensure you're protected and compensated for the work you do for brands the marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency creative freedom and full control of how and when we monetize click the link in my show notes to sign up to podcorn and start making money off of your passion project today podcorn.com now back to the show yeah it, it is sad it, it's so it, it is so sad that that people don't believe in themselves anymore and that they do have to feel like they have to attach themselves to to a bigger cause that they might not be all the way on board with but but because they're feeling like they're accepted and they're getting some kind of weird love and because like it, it turns into one of those things where it's especially within the organizations that it's either you're with or you're against mm. Yeah, that people tend to be with <laughs> because <laughs> the being with is easier to just put a hashtag in your status, mm-hmm. throw mm-hmm. something in your bio than it is to argue why you don't support it. Yeah, so people don't have belief in themselves. I'll argue anything with anybody. <laughs> I'll argue absolutely, and even if I'm wrong, you can prove me wrong at the end of the argument. Guess what? I'll still argue with it about it mm-hmm. because I have belief in myself and what I think and my not my knowledge and my wisdom. Like I know I'm a smart, wise man. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm like a morally good man. I know that I'm morally just. So when I feel things, I trust in my decisions. Mm-hmm. People don't feel that. They need social media to say that this is what you should support. This is what you should believe in. And that since everyone else believes in this and people, everyone else supports this, that means you're a good person because a million other people do it too. Yeah. People don't accept themselves. Yeah, man. Yeah, no. Um, Wild But Sober just wanted to say, I'm loving your thoughts. No questions, though. <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, man, I, I I really do I really do see that that just just by if if you sit there and and you work on yourself and and you try to be a better person and and you try to and I bring up this example all the time. It's like when you start making yourself better, the people around you, especially the people who love you and the people that care about you, they they notice. And they even notice the people, you're better, yeah. And and they in turn want to be better too, just because they see you doing it. And I, and I bring this up all the time, but it's like when I was losing weight and 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 uh, uh, and I lost like I was like 325 pounds, right? And and I lost all this freaking weight, and. Um, you know, I, I I was online, you know, I was out in Cali doing my thing and, and um, people saw that and I get messages to this day. There's like, hey, man, I saw that you lost all that weight. And it was like, dude, I was like, man, if that motherfucker can do it, then I could do it, too. Right, and, man. and it's absolutely true. It, it, it's like, if I can do anything, anything that I'm doing now, you can do it, too. Trust but me. Trust you see me. How, you feel positive of an effect that something that was. And the root of it all, selfish to you, had mm-hmm. it was something you did for yourself, something that was very self-focused that spawned out and caused inspiration 
for a bunch of other people. See, that's how pure energy works. And people don't understand that. Right. Right. You know, you, if you fight for yourself every day, people will notice that fight, whether you're fighting for your weight, fighting for your health, fighting for your race, fighting for, if you fight for yourself every day, people will notice that. And people will either support you or be against you. But most of the time, the people around you will support you in that fight. Yeah. It's the way it is. Yeah, man. No, you're you're right. You're right. And and it's and if anybody's not on board, get those fucking people out of your life. Like anybody yeah, who's anybody who's like in your ear, like that's not cool. That's you're still fat, and like you know, like you still got you know, like anybody who is not fucking on board with that shit, get them yeah. the fuck out of here. Honestly, bad vibrations definitely need to be like expunged from your life. Yeah, exactly. And it really doesn't matter who it is, man. Doesn't. To me. No, no relation has ever been solid enough for a person to be a bad vibration in my life. At least not currently. Like I've cut off a baby mama this year. So like, I'm not, <laughs> I don't have, I don't have fucking time to be playing with nobody with yeah. bad energy because yeah. at the end of the day, all it does is sap from you. It saps energy from you when you have to deal with other people's shitty energy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, if you have time, I guess, to be out there fucking dealing with everybody else's bullshit, then, I mean, that's the thing that when people do fucking interject like that and they do want to be in that bullshit, it's like you obviously are not even trying to get your shit in one sock. You're obviously just Man. not even trying to to improve yourself, and it's just such a... You know, and, and, and I get I get that it's hard, like, even in the case of losing weight, it's hard, man. It's fucking hard to get up. Yeah, and man, changing is hard as hell. Charging. Changing, period, is hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not easy. Yeah. Because if you ever get the frame of thought in your mind that you need to change something, the sad thing is that you've already set that thing into a very, very deep habit. If you think yeah. this needs to change, then you already know that this is a very inset habit. Oh, my God. If you, yeah. if you think you need to stop smoking... <laughs> Guess what? You realize that you might be smoking too many cigarettes, so you already realize that it's a shitty habit. Like, right. so yeah, it's just like changing is hard because the thought of changing is already meaning that like you're already deep into something. Mm -hmm. You're already deeply invested into something. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's hard, man. I've I've quit drugs. I've quit. I've quit. Quit sugar. Sings because I can't dance. I can't talk. Only thing about me is the way I walk. Phil Collins. There you go. Hey, Thank I fuck with Phil Collins. Hey. The Tarzan soundtrack. Tarzan <laughs> one soundtrack. It's good. Epic. Yeah. yeah, man. The Tarzan soundtrack is dope. Uh, it, it's it's interesting that you were saying that like you kind of came into hip hop. Did, are, were you saying that you kind of came into hip hop later in your life? Yeah, man. I honestly did not listen. Generally, when I was a child, I didn't listen to that much music. I didn't mm. listen to music too much when I, until I got into my teenage years and started forming a preference for myself. But just based around the people I was around, that wasn't a bunch of hip hop music, except for, you know, the uber popular hip hop artists, you know, Lil Wayne, <laughs> you know, people who are really out there. I never got to get much into like the underground hip hop and like find artists that I really, truly appreciated outside of the fact that they were appreciated by everybody else. Mm. So it's like when I heard Childish Gambino, that's the person yeah. I heard who spawned me wanted to be a rapper. Hmm. I was like, this what, dude's dope. Which uh, which album or which song? I mean, you uh, said you saw it. It was, it was right around well when Because the Internet was dropping. The song was Shadows. He performed mm -hmm. Shadows on the Arsenio Hall show. And he performed it with, um, oh, not Thundercat. Who's the bassist from The Roots? The bassist from The Roots. Oh, I forgot his name. Yeah, I can look it up. But yeah, he performed it with the basses from the roots. And like, it was just a really cool live performance. And I was like, yo, this is dope. And like, he said shit that like I generally hadn't heard in hip hop, mm -hmm. you know, in the hip hop that I had heard. 
Yeah. You know, all the hip hop I heard was the mainstream hip hop, fuck a bitch, get money, go to the club, <laughs> stupid shit. Right. So it's like, but when he did Shadows, like it was about a whole another deeper topic. Mm-hmm. It was very introspective, very wise sounding. And I was like, damn, I want to do that. Right. No, <laughs> and yeah. And then like, then I turned into the artist I am, which is like a midway between. Right. It's like it's like I can drop some wisdom, but at the same time, I'm kind of ignorant sometimes. <laughs> you do you do talk about different things, but I don't think it's wrong to to uh, you know talk on experience or at least talk on uh, you know the idea of an experience or even just that, making up stories. What I do is like talk upon experience. Like I don't think that I ever really say too much shit that isn't true unless like it's intended to not be. So like. Generally, if you hear me say anything about a gun or shooting somebody in my songs, that's not true. And it's generally intended, at least I think the people around me know that, like, I'm obviously not a gangster. And I feel like anyone who interacts with me would know that I'm not a gangster. And we just, I have that mindset. I want you to know I'm not, like, trying to cap. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a shooter yet. But, well, the way like, things are going, you never know. But a lot of the things I say in my songs, generally when I speak upon ignorant topics, it concerns a lot of like drug use, mm. women drinking. That's mm. about it. Poor decisions I was making in life, which is just like real. Like yeah. I made a lot of poor decisions in life. That's why I'm 25 with three daughters. Like oh. <laughs> made a lot of poor decisions in life. But like, you know, like I try to be as real as I can in my music, man. Yeah. I try to be as real as possible. And I think that was a big issue with my earlier content is that it was all centered around my depression. It was mm-hmm. all centered around me being sad. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the variation with people tuning in and listening to my music now comes in is because it's no longer about me being sad. It's about me being happy, hype, on top of the world, on top of every other rapper in the city. Like, I'm just, I'm up. Like, that's that's literally what my music is about now. And I guess people just like to hear positivity. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I definitely, like, I definitely want people to tap into my older content because I feel like that's kind of also why people kind of lack a deep grasp of me as a person is because mm-hmm. they just didn't listen to the things that I said yeah. about me as a person. Yeah. And now it's yeah. like, they hear things like my song, Yikes, which is just ignorant. <laughs> and, you know, like, and that's just kind of where people like pinpoint me. But like, I'm so much more than that. Like, so much more than that. Yeah, man. Well, like you got a new, you got a new song out called Graveyard Shift. Graveyard Shift. And it, to tell people about that. Um, so Graveyard Shift was actually a song inspired by the fall of the hip hop community here in combination with, um, me and my ex breaking up. Mm. So that's kind of where the hook on the song on that song came from. The hook is like, I feel like I'm stuck in a rut. I can't get the fuck out this hole. The shit that she texted was heavy as fuck. It put some weight on my soul. Like, why are we feeling like strangers when I knew you like two days ago? She called my phone and she said she don't need me, but that's just the way that shit go. And like at that point in time, I was going through this shit with my ex where like she'd say fuck me, she'd get me killed, all types of crazy <laughs> foul shit. Oh damn. Uh, and say deep. she don't need me, but at the same time, hit my phone 200 times that same fucking day. <laughs> so to me, it was just like, it was just kind of a flex. I'm like, yeah, she says she don't need me, but that's just the way that shit go. Cause I've been doing this shit with her for weeks now where she says she don't need me, but she don't stop calling. <laughs> so, and then like, as I get into like the hook or as I get to the verses, I didn't want to make a song centered around like issues that I was having with someone. So like, I just switched it up into issues that I had with the local hip hop scene. 
there's way too much noise in my bubble. Should I need a moment of silence? Because these local rappers be killing my vibe and I have to resort to the violence. So your favorite rapper to hand me my crown and to only address me as highness. Niggas vibes me as low as my eyelid. Lately, I've been adjusting my climate. And like, really, when my music is flexy, I try to center it more about speaking about how good I am rather than putting people down. Because I feel like that was also something that was off-putting about my music is like, I talk a lot about how much other people suck. <laughs> Now they've been talking enough about how good I was. Yeah. So like now I just try to I, like I like that bar. That's one of my favorite bars I ever wrote. Nice. Tell your favorite rapper to hand me my crown and to only address me as highness. And I'm like, yes, that's how I fucking feel. Because yeah. people in the city ain't doing it like me. Yeah. I'm glad I get to say that publicly now. <laughs> now, the get to see, now the people get to see my face, hear me talk, and not just see me dropping songs. I'm glad I get to see that publicly now. Hell yeah, man. If you feel like you got bars, you're not doing it like me. I'm willing. I'm willing to go to war about it. Uh, but anyways, that's just no. That's just friendly competition, though. Like I'm not trying to start I no shit. I but feel like, you though. <clears throat> but what in the hip hop community, there's a lot of people saying I'm the best. I'm the best. I won't say I'm the best, but I'll tell anybody in this world I'm better than them. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you dude, gotta, dude. No, I I just uh do uh, do you know who Barry Gordy is? Um, yeah okay very like very like the legendary Barry yes Gordon. yes yeah. okay Motown okay Barry yes Motown Barry Gordy <laughs> okay so I was talking I had someone on my show I think on Friday who uh her, her name is oh my god uh Janie oh my god come on you are asshole Mike god damn it anyways she she was the first five of Motown is like Barry Gordy Janie um Ray some her his wife and a couple other people that I forgot but the way that she made her way in as a songwriter for Motown, she penned um, money. That's what I want. That's what I want. Yeah. So she penned that. She's living in Beverly Hills off of that song because the Beatles and the Rolling Stones covered it. So she's in Beverly Hills right now chilling off of money, a hit from like over, what, 60, 60 years ago? Right. So this is, she, she said... She said the way she made it into Barry Gordy, uh, into the inner circle. Janie Brad Bradford, thank you, Raina. Thank you so much. You're a doll and an angel. She uh, she said that um, uh, she, she approached him or she he approached her or something and was like, uh, he said like, I hear you're a songwriter, and she's like, uh, yeah, yeah, and I can write a song better than you, and she. <laughs> didn't have shit written. She don't have any songs written. And so one day he comes over just to say like, what's up? And like, where's these songs? And she's just like, well, I got this book of poetry. He was like, sweet, let's start. And and that's how she got in. By just having that that idea, just like, I'm better than you at what you are doing. Even it's if she don't- in that confidence, yeah. man. Yeah, and, and even- That's the whole thing, like, so much shit in our world doesn't matter outside of like, to me, the like metaphysical part of the world, your soul, your spirit, because it's all about how you carry yourself. It's all about how you carry yourself in any situation. If you carry yourself with the right energy, people will believe it. Right. Whether, whether it's the energy you truly have or not, if you believe you have it and you can make people believe it, have it, make, if you make people believe you have it, then that's reality, isn't it? You yeah. believe it other people believe it must be real right even mm. if it's not that's just generally how the world works you right. know like so like generally like the energy i carry is just always eh, i won't even say always because i am a depressed son of a bitch sometimes 
But in certain situations, situations where I know that I'm the shit, yeah. women, rapping, <laughs> like music, like job interviews, I walk in and I move with this sense of confidence that people know that mm-hmm. I believe what the fuck I'm saying and they tend to believe it. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Yeah. And it's like, like I'm covered in fucking tattoos. Like people will tell you all day long, can't get jobs with hand tattoos. Mm. I've never been to a job interview for a job I didn't get. Wow. Not in the 25 years of my life, never been to a job interview for a job I didn't get wow. because I'm a great talker. So even if I might not know how to do your job, I'm going to make you believe that I can. <laughs> and guess what? I'm not a shitty person. Before I show up to this job to try to collect a paycheck, I'll be able to do this job that I told you I could do, even right. if I couldn't do it when you asked me if I could. Exactly. You know? It's yeah. all about yourself. You have to constantly be building yourself up. You have to constantly be pushing yourself and you just have to constantly be great. And that wasn't really a concept that I grasped too much in my life before this past year, but it's like so much shit has gone down and I spent so much of my life invested into other people's issues and problems that then became my issues and problems <sighs> that like when I self-focused and I realized that at every point in turn, I need to be great, shit started happening. Like I got on, I got on We Speak English Good. <laughs> hey, you, know, you made it. You're at the top. I'm just kidding. Know, I feel like I'm at the top, man. Hey, well, I feel I, like a celebrity right now. I got the chest. Look, I got the chest out for the oh, stream and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like a. I feel like a celebrity, man. Hey, man. Well, you're. Well, you. You. You're talking like someone who is who knows what the fuck they're they're talking about. You're talking like someone who's went through went through some shit who who's dealt with some shit and who is building up some shit building up themselves and and realizing and i've told this the nightheart too man when he was on the show and, and it's just like i really respect that you guys are really are really especially even the younger generation uh because in my generation we didn't talk about feelings and shit and especially in the hip-hop world you know where i come from it was all like gangster rap and then it was like you know wheezy and it's all about money and i'm pimping right. and all this shit um, but but I do appreciate that the new generation is about their feelings and aren't repressing these things and do talk about depression and do talk about anxiety and still fucking talk about some ignorant shit and still fucking want to talk and do party rap and still do fucking the shit. But right. but but in, like, encompassing me, all that. Oh, yo, you're cool, yo. You were talking. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead, man. You're good. Oh, um, it's like to me that variation just almost encompasses me as a person. Like I do suffer from clinical depression. I do suffer from anxiety and I do suffer from a couple other disorders, but it's like, that doesn't make who I am. That's just a part of me, you know? And it's a part that I want people to know exists, but I don't want it to be the part of me that you just feel like I'm some fucking sad ass guy. (laughs) I'm not, you know, I'm generally fun to be around. I'm not super social, but if you can get me social, like you'll love me. Like if you can get me speaking, you'll love me. Like this is the most talking I've probably done in a long ass time. But if you get me talking, like I can talk forever and I can talk about a lot of different things. And like, but generally like, even in social settings with my friends, I'm kind of just a dude in the corner. Like, eh, I just, (laughs) I don't know, man. Just constant overthinking just makes me a little bit less social. But at the same time, I can also be the utmost social. So like you said, there's the depressing side of the rappers and then the ignorant side. That's literally where my variation goes. And it's like, I can be really depressed and sad in social situations. But like, if you get me lit, then I'm lit. You know, (laughs) like... Well, that's the thing about like, it's, that's the thing about people. It's like we're complex, especially artists. Like, like two things can be true at once. You know, it doesn't. Yeah, you don't have to just be talking about being sad all the time. You can also be talking about that. There's different variations on how people feel and how people. You know, it's 
to to say that you have to be in this one thing all the time forever well that's nonsense because right. we're, that's not what more, humanity more is man. yes it's a it's fucking complicated what uh, it is is that there's been this kind of stigma created that complicated people are mentally ill right yeah so to most to most people in the world the sheep kind of people are the normal one. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, the ones of us who are complicated are weird, mentally ill, so on and so forth, you know, mm -hmm. because we're not just like, honestly, it's an ignorance thing. Yeah. If you are ignorant, you're probably living a happy life, no matter what <laughs> you're doing right now. You can be a poor, ignorant person. You're probably living a happy fucking life because you don't know shit, so you don't worry about shit. You don't see shit. That's literally the bliss of being a child. Like, I moved back to Toledo yeah. when I was 15. And when I moved back to Toledo, I felt like I moved back to a very different place. But I didn't. What it was is that I grew up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I grew up. Yeah. And I was no longer an ignorant child. I didn't see Toledo as just this place I've been my entire life. I saw Toledo from a different perspective because I had seen what was outside of Toledo. Mm -hmm. You know, I had seen what the rest of the world had to offer. And I realized that, like, I didn't move back to a shitty place. Toledo was always shitty, I guess, you know? <laughs> but, like, I guess I just realized it's shitty now because I'm older. Which, like, I have love. I have love for my city. I have yeah. love for my city. Yeah. I have love for the city. Yeah. I don't have too much love for a lot of the people within the city because they're the ones that make Toledo such a bad place. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. It, that's like, that's funny because I agree with you a hundred percent on that a hundred percent because the city does have some good qualities. Hey, space bacon, what's up, buddy? Welcome in. Um, the the yeah the the city has a lot of flaws and it has its downsides and there's a lot of dipshit, greasy ass fucked up people here yeah. and, and 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 I I tend to stay away from it and like I honestly I like you said I live in my own bubble like. I I I communicate mostly online, you know. Like my friends, I a lot of my friends I've made in this past year are fucking friends, like on online. They're I, mostly just yeah. fucking names on a screen, and and like everything else is like my my podcast reaches far beyond Toledo. My fucking like everything that I do is so, so far outside Toledo. of like. Toledo. Toledo has just become sort of a home base for me to sort of live cheaply. And, and try to survive on shitty food uh but like yeah. <laughs> but it's it's just it's just a place that it's just a vehicle for me to exist on doing this and and like because i lived in southern california for like 13 years and uh, it's very difficult to do this and and live a decent man, life i i always had plans to move to cali and i looked up like a one-bedroom apartment in cali yeah. 1200 bucks i was like bro like no i could get a house i can get a house i can get like a four bedroom house in toledo for 1200 bucks right. a month right exactly man exactly you know i missed this uh bonnie ad a question because you were talking about how you do write from experience and then you'll write you know you just do your own thing and do some ignorant shit or whatever but uh do you ever write about your kids I actually do not generally write about my kids. I actually have a song on the upcoming project where I touch a little bit of a basis on my children. Just, um, it's just one of those really self-reflective songs. And I actually wrote this back when I had my first daughter, wow. but it just kind of translated into the time where my second daughter was being born. And then my third daughter followed pretty soon. Like I've pretty much been having kids for the past three years <laughs> of my life. So it's wow. like, uh, 
So within that time span, uh, I wrote this song called Tendencies. That's just like a really self-reflective song, not just on my children, but just on me as a person. And it's like, I have a line um, uh, that's something like, I'm still hoping that I'm going to make it off the passion. Um, how the fuck I'm supposed to be a father to some daughters when the only thing I know is selfish actions. And I was like, when I had my first daughter, I was 21. Yeah. Or I, when, my, when, I, uh, when my first daughter was conceived, I was like 21 years old. You know, mm-hmm. I was on the cusp of becoming an adult. Yeah. And like, I felt like there was a lot of shit that I was missing out on, not able to do because I was becoming a fucking father, you know? Yeah. And like, it was a sad moment in my life. But then it was also a sadder realization when I realized that, like, damn, am I so selfish of a person that I can't give up this shit to be a father to someone who needs me? Yeah. And, like, being a good father is also another big part of me. I try to be the best fucking father I can to my children. I'm not with either of my children's mothers, but I try to be the best father that I can to my children. The best father that life will allow me to be to my children, you know? And, like, because I kind of had shit parents. It's just, mm. I'm not going to delve all that deep into it, but it's as simple as that. On different bases, different frames, different levels, my upbringing just fucking sucked. And it made me the scarred, damaged person I am, and it made me feel a lot of the fucked up ways that I feel. And I vowed to myself that, like, no matter what, I'll give up the fucking world to not have my kids feel like me. Wow. Yeah. So it, it's like music. Music means more to me than almost anything in this world. But music can fucking go if at the end of the day, my kids get to have a father and not wind up feeling the way I feel, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. even really talk to my dad, you know? I don't, and it's not that I can't talk to my dad. I have his number. He has mine. But it's just like, I don't have that that love like I should have for my dad. And I always want my daughters to have that love for me. No matter, you know, when I finally start making it big and I'm going on tour for months, I still want to, I want my daughters to video call me and know that they love their dad and know that like I did the right thing and that I'm doing the right thing. Because at the end of the day, like this is no longer just about me. Like when I was 15 years old becoming a rapper, it was all about me. But when I was 21 and I had my first child and I decided that this is what I was doing, then it no longer became about me. It became about building the biggest fucking thing possible for them. Because at the end of the day, if I can't turn this into something, I can still go get a bag. It's as simple as that. I can go get a job. I can go hustle. I can go provide for my children. And that's what I will do. So I've given myself a personal timeline of the age of 30. I'm 25 now. I've been doing this since I was 15. I've only been doing it seriously for maybe the past four to five years. But um, I've given myself this personal timeline. Like if I hit 30 and there's not complete upwards trajectory, then I'll go and I'll become a millionaire some other kind of way. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, fucking um, there's a rapper, Code of the Friend, that I love. And he's got a line. I don't come from money, but my kids will. And that's something I want to give dope. to my kids. Yeah. It's like. I may not have had it all, but when I leave this earth, I want them to have it all. And I want them to leave this earth with shit to leave their kids to have it all and so on and so forth. Because I don't want my kids. I just don't want my kids to ever have to feel and go through any of the shit I ever went through. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. And uh, you know, like that's how I see my son too, man. I'm, I'm right there with you. And, and even to the point of, of, 
when he was first conceived and I found out about it, it was like a very hard thing for me to deal with. And unfortunately, it it, it caused a lot of rift between me and my wife and that, that she didn't, you know, necessarily even deserve and not necessarily. Jesus Christ, she didn't deserve it all. It's yeah. be, just because of my own childishness and my own unwillingness to grow it up. Scary, man. It's it scary, scary. It feels like it feels like so much is being taken away from you. And it feels like life changes so much. Yeah. And my life honestly hasn't changed that much. I'm three kids in and my life is not that much different yeah. than I thought it was going to be. Hmm. Like now I have to find a babysitter <laughs> if I want to like go out and kick it or do some stupid shit. Right. But it's fine. You know, hmm. my life didn't make this drastic change to where I thought I would never be able to live again. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, exactly. And and that's the big thing. It's just it's just growing up. And, and you know, you, you had to grow up pretty young, man. You had to grow up pretty young uh, with with, yeah. with your children. And and, you know, like, hey, it's informing you now. And that's the thing. It's like I feel like having my son put me in the exact mindset that I needed to succeed of, exactly. to, uh, and pursue what I want to pursue. I think without the pressure of having a mouth to feed that yeah. I would just, I would just sit there and well, personally, this is just me, but I would just sit there and drink myself to death or whatever it was, you know, like, right. so no, I, I definitely, I definitely relate to that. And I feel like my children do the exact same thing. It's like knowing that you have to provide, that's just generally the kind of person I am. Like if I have to do something, then like, I'll get it done. Right. Like right. if it has to be done, I'll get it done. Right. But like, if it can be avoided, <laughs> then I won't do it. And you know what? A rap career could have been avoided. You know? <laughs> so I'm feeling like in my mind, even though I was making music for myself, if I didn't feel like I needed millions upon billions of dollars, then I probably would have never pursued it. If I didn't get that mouth to feed and then following mouth to feed, mm -hmm. I would have never felt like I needed that money because I could have bummed it out and slummed it out my entire life and called it a day. If yeah. it's just me, that's what's so... I feel like you would lack a lot of care and concern because it's only you. It's only you. You're the only thing you're worried about. And like me worrying about myself, especially at that point in time, I really didn't think much of myself. So like me yeah. just being concerned with myself wasn't going to get me anywhere. Yeah. So like, I'm blessed. I'm blessed that my daughter came when she did. I'm blessed that all three of my children came when they did because they all came at very pinnacle moments in my life. Moments that shifted me forever and moments that like made me a better man. So yeah. Yeah, grateful for that. Did you say you have three daughters? I have three daughters. Yeah, it's it's interesting on how uh, how how the universe works out, isn't it? Like, because you were saying that you sort of you and your relationship oh, with women. Oh man, you're talking about the relationship with women, and then the three daughters. <laughs> and then you I get three... that so much. I man. bet. I bet you do. I bet you do. <laughs> it's a weird variation because, like, my sister. My sister has three boys, <laughs> and I have three girls. <laughs> Yeah. And like this last time around, I was really hoping for a boy, but got another daughter. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but I'm just like, you know, it's cool. I just <laughs> raising daughters, man, is perfectly fine and dandy now. But like, I don't want to raise teenage daughters. I want to raise grown women daughters. I don't want to deal with men. Like, bro, I'm not trying to deal with men. I'm yeah. not trying to deal with crushes. I'm not trying to deal with none of that. But, like, I guess I don't really have much of a fucking choice. But <laughs> No, you, and, and you know what? You'll handle it the way you're supposed to handle it, however you handle it. You yeah. know, like, you, you, yeah, I mean, luckily we have this time to develop with our kids. And as they get older, you get to, you know them just deeper and deeper. And, 
it's just insane how the love just gets deeper and deeper as they grow and like as even as i think of just the future of where my son is and like uh, it's just like dude i get emotional about seeing commercials like if it's a commercial with like an old dad and like a grandpa and his like dad who's like 50 or whatever and and then his i'm just like oh god that's so cute and like i just you know these times that i can't you know, it, it just, just, it, 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 it's a, just a very crazy relationship that, 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 uh, you know, nature has put on with us because, right. you know, there's some creatures out there who just shit out kids and then they're off or they, they just start that. eating them. You know, they just start, <laughs> nom, 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 these are, I'm hungry. I'll just eat these. And, and, and the, the fact that humans are, are these creatures who, who have these babies that you have so much emotional and chemical attachment to that, that it, it it's really confounding when people don't step up. Uh, it, it, it's to me, it's very confusing. I, I don't understand that. But again, you know, I don't know what that person's life was like. I don't know what their upbringing was like. I mean, to me, man, to me, not being in your kid's life is just like a level, a level of fuck you that's like just not in a decent person's heart. Like, I don't think a decent person can say fuck children or fuck animals. If a person can say fuck children or fuck animals, I don't think you're a good person. (laughs) Those are two very, very helpless, very, very helpless things Mm -hmm. that can't really function managed by themselves. I mean, not necessarily so much animals, but children, you know? So, like, if you don't have any care or concern for a child and, like... You, you can't have a good soul. There's no way. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> like it's, the purest it's, thing in this world. Something innocent that's never done anything. If you can't have love for that, then like you can't have love. Like, yeah. Period. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, like I didn't re- like I say this all the time. I didn't know what love truly was until I had a child, and and I'll even take that and extend it as far as like the love I had for my wife pre-child and then after child. It's like that, like whatever fucking happened in that delivery room, and and those chemicals were exchanged, and I mean, they they fucking are deeply embedded into me, and it's like now it's, you know, like I just everything grew, and like I the whole my heart like truly opened up, and I'm not saying that people can't who don't have children or don't wish to have children and don't really care for children, you know, you're not gonna know what love is because that's silly. People find love all the time, but I mean. I have children, but I don't think that I truly know what love outside of my children is. I I don't know. I've always felt like I've loved some people throughout my lifetime. Like, I've loved some girls. Yeah. But, like, it's like when I really think about it lately, man, I'm just like, I, I can't have. I can't have. I, and I'm realizing that you can have love for someone and not love them. Yeah. I feel like that's that's two different instances of existence is having love for someone and loving them. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that for sure. I love my friends, but I'm not, I'm not like in love with my homies, you know, like I'm not, you know, like I'm not trying to right. swag. I'm just like, it's, it's just, I love my but friends like very much. And have, that, un, that undying thought of like unfaltering, unrequited, unmovable mm. love and forever and has never been a frame of thought in my mind. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Yeah, me because neither. I've never been able to quite understand it because people piss me the fuck off. So like, I can't imagine. <laughs> I, I'm just generally a person who can only deal with. I can deal with bullshit for a long time. Like, I could probably marry a person I absolutely hate and deal with this person 
until I'm 70. But the point with me is like, it's always going to break eventually. If it's not meant to be, it's always going to break eventually. So like that just causes me to think that like, I have not come across that real love that people speak of. And that like, I've just had this kind of arbitrary facade of love maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not to say like, I don't have people in my life who love me because like people in my life love me. I know they love me, but sometimes I feel like I, I'm incapable of reciprocating the same feeling, which makes me feel like, even though in my mind, I think I love them, it's not the same. It's not equal. It's, I don't know. It's It's a weird concept. No, no. And you're right. Like, because there's a huge difference between love, wife, the love for your wife and the love for your child. Like my wife, like I know that um, our love and our relationship is there is there is a point where where it can end and there is something you know like i don't i don't see it and i don't want it to ever happen but but i know that it's not something that that is forever like if if i decided to go start fucking a bunch of of women and and having kids with other women and then like whatever you expect to suffer the consequences right exactly like so it's not but but like my son like yeah People will sell you the idea of love and they will tell you that your wife should have taken you back if she really loved you. And that's not something I'm understanding. (laughs) To me, love isn't accepting someone's spite or foul intentions or actions towards me. That's not love because, like, I argue argue with my baby mama, number two, (laughs) every day of my fucking life. And she's just called me all types of scum of the fucking earth to this fucking day. I have yet to call this girl out her name ever, ever disrespect her in any fucking way, shape or form, because I called myself loving her at Mm -hmm. some point in time. She called herself loving me at some point in time. See, I don't feel the same because I can be all types of bitches, bums, all types of shit. And while you're exchanging this very foul energy with me, I still show you the utmost respect. Yeah. That's where the love varies to me. So you can tell me you love me all day and I can show you like you can either accept the love that I'm showing you because I'm not going to tell you every fucking day because that shit also just doesn't make any sense. Like I don't have to tell you I love you for you. You either know I love you or you know I don't. Like if I don't, if you have to question whether I love you, I probably don't. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair though. That's fair. That's if you know me. Like if you know me and you know how I function, if you have to question whether I love you, I, I probably don't. Mm-hmm. Because if you knew me and you knew how I function, you would understand my love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 that and that doesn't necessarily mean that that part. Like if you can't understand me and why I'm I'm I'm, I'm verbally abusive no. to you, then you don't know. Then you don't love me. It's like you no, don't accept my verbal funny. abuse. Then then you don't love me for who I am. And it's like no, that's not part of it. It's like oh, that's not that's not that's not what I'm getting at. It's more. Yeah, so I know. I know. Like, you know, some people show love by physical touch Mm. some people show love through art you know there's different forms of showing love so it's like if you have the thought that i love you Mm. you know me like if you if there's any reason in your mind that you're thinking that ramen loves you (laughs) you probably know ramen we've interacted whatever so you know me so you know how i show love if you are fathoming whether I love you or not, then you're probably in love with me. So you know how I show love. You fell in love with the way that I show love mm-hmm. because that's generally what I think that women fall in love with about me. I don't think that like I'm the most handsome guy in the world and the most swagged out and the most smooth. I think that I love well when I love. Mm-hmm. 
because I'm willing to invest a lot of myself into people. And I think that's why it's also at the same time very easy for me to get the fuck away from people. Mm. It's because I invest so much of myself and it gets very draining when like that energy isn't reciprocated in the right way. So it's like, I don't know, man. People, humans are weird, man. Humans are weird. <laughs> Certainly, I, con- I constantly wish that like God was like, "Yo, you're a fucking snowball." Like, I don't know why. I, like, I had to be a human. <laughs> Dude, I, I, fuck, I was just telling my friend the other day. I was like, I was like, man, why can't I just be a dum dum? Why just, why can't I just be ignorant? Why can't because. You just have way less stress. Like like we said before, it's like, you know, stupid people don't seem to have that many problems. And they're just simple and they live in their messes that they create in and they always wonder why they're in some mess. But they never sit there and really think about it. And so maybe it doesn't affect them the same. But I don't know, man. <laughs> We're constantly thinking about everything, especially as artists. You're constantly trying to, you know, decipher and, and interpretate and discern the world around you and, and turn it into uh, something palatable that people can uh, enjoy and, 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 you know, dance or or fuck to or, or fucking climb mountains to, you know, whatever it is, right. you know, we're trying Reverend to fuck. Is. We're just trying to fucking interpret it the way we see it and, and then put it out there into the world and. Oh, what are you gonna do, man? So, so with Graveyard Shift, is, is this gonna be part of a an album, or because it's just it a is, single, um, right? It actually is a bigger part of bigger a part of a bigger project. Mm. Um, I have a project coming out called Yikes, just like the 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 single titled Yikes. Yeah. Um, that's my project title as well. Just okay, like sweet. Yikes is based upon this past year in my life. So just all the shit I've been going through, and all the growth I've been going through, and yeah. all the aggression. It's mostly the aggression. But <laughs> it's just generally the project is about my past life. And um, it's just in more ways than just the way I expanded upon the music. I expanded upon myself in a lot of ways. Like I generally produce myself up until this year. I did not rap on other people's beats. Refuse to rap <laughs> on other people's beats. Yeah, I was going to say at the, at the beginning of Graveyard, <laughs> you have a little thing you say. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah, about in session because he was the first person I branched out and bought a beat from because he's been my engineer. You know, he was, he's been recording me since uh, my last project. Here, hold on. I want them to hear what I'm talking about. <laughs> so y'all get some some. Yo, context. shout out In Session Productions. The only nigga to make a producer buy another nigga's beat. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, yeah. Just so you guys like, know, just so you know where he's coming from. Like, yeah, I look, was adamant on producing myself because, like, anything anybody can make, I can make as well. Yeah. So why do I need to come out of my pocket? It really started <laughs> with, like, these people I was rapping with back in the day. It was just a bunch of basement-ass rappers. Yeah. Basement-ass rappers that, like, were taking beats off of YouTube and trying to sell them to me. <laughs> yeah. And then called me a mooch and I didn't want to buy the beats. So I just said, okay, bet. Went home. Pirated Fruity Loops, and it's been on since then. <laughs> <Hey>. like, <laughs> fuck yeah, man. However it takes. Uh, like, oh, I was on like a 1995's Dell computer that like barely, <laughs> barely, barely ran Fruity Loops at a reasonable speed. But I produced a lot of hits on that song so it's, or on that computer. So it's like, you know, like I've just pretty much just got it done. No matter what the situation, like if I determine that I'm doing something, I get it done. Yeah. At some point in time, it's getting done. So when I decided I was going to be a rapper, like it wasn't, it wasn't a wavering thought. Oh yeah, you asked me about that earlier about how it's been during the coronavirus. Well, I was actually a cook previously. Mm. 
but I got laid off literally like the week that COVID popped up on the world. Mm-hmm. My job shut down. Like due to COVID or just because it shut down? Due to COVID. Okay. Yeah, man. And then like, uh, so I've pretty much been laid off at that job. I guess I'm still legally employed by then, <laughs> but I've just been employed by myself for the past like year and a half. You know, I've been nice. working hard on stuff with Manifest and working hard on just like individual endeavors that I have. I also have like a digital arts company, or eh, I wouldn't say it's a company because it's just me. I also have digital art that I do on the side mm-hmm. um, and just other little other little things. I've just been pretty much just being self-sufficient for this past year. I like, um, I pretty much decided like when, when um, I got laid off that like, that was it. Like I wasn't going back to anyone's nine to five. Like I'm a rapper now. Like <laughs> I'm a rapper now. <laughs> To me, in a lot of interviews that I read, that was always the hardest variation for a lot of musicians to make it was to take that step and really dive in head deep. And like I was in a place where like I had children, I needed money and I couldn't really afford to dive head deep. And then uh, Daddy Trump made unemployment happen. So then I could (laughs) afford to dive real deep. (laughs) Hey, big shout out to Daddy Trump. That's just been my life for almost two years now. It's like unemployment and like working as hard as I can on my music, spending as much time as I can with my children, yeah. living, living instead of fucking going to a bullshit job and trying to survive every day of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm out here living. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. That, that, that was for me too, man. Like I lost all my, cause I'm a working musician. I lost all my gigs and it was like, well, I just turned inward and just started creating this podcast and built it up. And now we got sponsors and we're making money on Twitch with thank you everybody here for, for, for everything that you guys contribute. And moving Dutchman, I saw you through 100 biddies earlier. I, I, I mean, like every everybody who shows support here is just so much love, and I, I appreciate yeah, man, I it. See, I see all types of people down there in the chat. We're just, we're just hanging out. You're just hanging out. It, it, you were mentioning about um, you were mentioning uh, how Toledo rappers that you you kind of, the, the graveyard shift is kind of a. You know, not not yeah. not necessarily shitting on them, but like it's, it's not what, a diss unless you take it as one. But in my but opinion. what what about the local scene here? Are you observing that you feel like needs to be addressed? Um, lack of talent, <laughs> and um, honestly. <laughs> The top scene here is just way too much based around clout. Like the popular, the people that people consider to be the popular rappers in Toledo are such talentless fucks. Wow. But clout, clout. We live in a world of clout. So if you got clout, it doesn't matter. You don't need mm-hmm. talent if you have clout. Because mm-hmm. if you have a thousand people or ten thousand people or a hundred thousand people saying you're good, even if you're not, it's like I said earlier, it must be reality, right? Right. So to me, it's just the frame rate of it's almost an ego thing. It's that rapper thing of being better. But it's not just the nature of like knowing that I'm a better rapper. It's knowing that I'm just generally a better musician, period. (laughs) Knowing that like the bullshit that you're doing that isn't going to last and it's probably going to be a waste of your time that pretty much outshined me trying to actually do something. (laughs) It's a little annoying. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, Mighty Mighty. Thank you for that gifted sub to Abby Gummy. I appreciate that. And this is for you, Mighty Mighty. Mata, mata. Oh, no, it's, it's not shady here. I'm not throwing no shade on anyone. Trust me, if it's, I had personal issues, I, I, I name dropped. So, like, it ain't, uh, it ain't got to you be know shady. What? I do. It's I do. Like, have, oh, please finish your thought. It's like if anyone takes what I said personally, it's on you. I like. You have bars? <laughs> like, to me, if you're taking it personal, you must be a musician, right? And so you must feel like you're better, right? 
Yeah. To me, yeah. I'm always a person to prove. And you prove you're better than me, you can shut me up. And like, that's cool. But like, it's nothing, it's nothing personal. Like, I have nothing personally against anyone. It's just an entire culture that's like inlaid within the entire Toledo hip hop scene. Mm. Like, it's not just based around anyone specific, it's the entire scene. It's all about popularity rather than quality of music, rather than work ethic, rather than because like, and all fucking honestly, just a lot of people just aren't out here working, but clout is working for them. Right. A lot of people just don't have to do anything except for drop a song and that song gets 10,000 plays. They don't have to do any other footwork besides drop the song. Right. Cause they had one, yeah, they had one, they had one thing that worked and oh, oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you so much. My, my, you're just too kind. Thank you for gift subbing rad lady 1957 with that subscription i really appreciate you thank you so much thank you thank you um yeah the 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 people can just sort of have a you know have a little bit of success and then they then they just build on that and and there's nothing wrong with that but it's like it's not even the nature of building upon success it's just like situating yourself in a position where people don't think that you can do anything shitty. Like to me, one of the greatest examples of like, to me, this is actually a person I respect and a person who's hustle and grind, I respect because he situated himself in a great place, Sada. People will tell you that Sada Baby is a great rapper. I will say that Sada Baby has a sound. He's very catchy. He, he knows what he's doing sonically. But what Sada had was the hustle. Sada situated himself in a position to where no matter what he drops, if his name is on it, it's an automatic hit. (laughs) And that's just kind of like where people in Toledo try to situate themselves. It's like, just because my name's on it, just because it's a so-and-so song, it's a hit because it's so-and-so. That's not the fucking case. If your dude sucks, he sucks. (laughs) I don't care if he's got a million views. If he fucking is trash, Lil Pump. I don't care if you got 10,000 views. I don't care if you got 10 million more dollars. I mean, you fucking suck. Like, I'm not, I'm not capping for nobody, for no clout, for nothing. Like, if you were trash, I will tell you you're trash. I don't care how many other people are telling you you're not. I will tell you you're garbo. Like, I'm just, I try to be as honest as a person as I can, dude. I don't have time to be bullshitting anybody and I don't want anybody bullshitting me. Yeah. So, like, yeah, absolutely. That that's a that's a fair assessment, man. And you know, like I, I've just gotten to that point. You know, it, like where you know, like even people want to like collaborate and stuff. And it's like even you know, like I have to put a limit on collaboration because of time constraints. And and sometimes I I just I just don't have the time to do it. So some people get all butthurt because you you can't collaborate with them. I'm just like, or I just don't get, think you're worthy of collaborating with me. If they get butthurt about it, mm. then they're just trying to leech off your energy anyway. Yes. Yes. There's been plenty of artists in Toledo, which is why I just don't even fuck with features outside of doing like features with Nightheart. And now I do features with everybody else in the Manifest gang. Mm. People who like I fucked with and respected who I've reached out to for features that left me on red like I was nobody, who pretty much generally think I'm a nobody. Mm-hmm. I'm just a K-Bet person, dude. I'm always looking towards the future because when, like, I'm on Genius and I'm doing my interview and I'm talking all my shit, I'm not going to be a nobody then. And I'm sure that half of these people will still be nobody. I've always known that I was somebody. I've always known that I was going to be something great. I'm just waiting. I'm just strolling through my timeline, waiting, (laughs) waiting, waiting, waiting waiting for the day to hit. Yeah. I know it's coming. So it's like... And and also, you're not just waiting. You're, like, you're actively moving towards it. (laughs) And you're not just sitting there, like, just like, it's going to happen. I put it out there, and now there it is. And everybody's going to love me. It's like, no, you got to... be working. 
constant. It's a constant be constantly grind. working. And like to me, I feel like I am heavily underrated. I'm underrated by people who know me. I'm underrated by people who sit and laugh in my face. Like if I pulled up my Spotify streams right now, in comparison to the amount of people that I know, nobody listens to my fucking music. But that's okay. That's fine. Because it doesn't change the fact that my music's really great. And it doesn't change the fact that very soon, somebody, somewhere, will be giving me those millions of streams, hundreds of millions of streams, those platinum records. Like, it's going to happen. Like, it's not even a questionable thing. Matter of time. Yeah. Hey, man. I mean, fucking keep grinding and keep doing your thing. What's up, man? Yeah, man. Oh, we got to wrap up. I got to get ready to head out to the show in Dayton. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. We'll fucking have a great fucking gig. Have a fucking... It's been great, man. Luck. I'd yeah, actually man. love to come back and talk to you again. We yeah, had some man. great conversations. Absolutely, bro. man. Uh, t- just before you leave, let everybody know how they can find you. I'm also dropping his links in the chat so y'all can um, follow up. There, There's his link tree and his Instagram. Wow. That, there's... <laughs> Uh, so there's his link tree everybody go make sure you give him a follow yeah. on all his my socials. link tree will take you to pretty much anything surreal ramen related um you can also oh this is gonna be backwards is it oh no it's not no you're uh, good uh, uh, i gotta uh. other way <laughs> the camera's other like way. lagging so every time i move it it goes the opposite way okay there you go got it those are all the ways to contact me all the services i provide um, I, I sing songwrite, I'll write you songs, I'll paint you things, I can do uh, digital art, produce beats, I'll record you. Um, features, you know, I'm here, man. I'm just, I love to make art, so I'm down to work with anyone else who loves to make art. Hell yeah, man. Uh, I gotta go, I gotta no go. Worries, bro. No worries, bro, no worries, no worries. <laughs> All right, but, man, well, you have a great rest of your evening, and I will talk to you, uh, I'll let you, I'll, I'll be in contact with more information about the audio side of this as well, so. Definitely. All right, man, have a great gig. Go ahead. All right. Love you guys. All right, man. Peace. Thank you so much, Surreal Robin, for coming on the show and telling your truths. I appreciate it. I really do. Go support and follow Surreal Ramen on all his social medias. Uh, you can find the links in the show notes. So please go click around and support your boy. Uh, you can also find We Speak English Good on Twitch. Go find us. Twitch.tv slash We Speak English Good. Uh, you can support us monetarily by going and buying some t-shirts and swag at our merch store at wespeakenglishgood.threadless.com. Go get yourself some pro wrestler. Woo! shirt and uh and some wseg retro 80s design designed by yours truly uh you can also like subscribe review like us on facebook instagram twitter tiktok uh inst- all of them snapchat whatever wibble wobble uh you can uh, the, sh- the links are in the show notes you can also subscribe to us on apple itunes or follow us on spotify or anywhere you get your podcast subscribe to us on youtube and on twitch you can also do a completely free thing and leave a review leave a five-star review if you like the show and you can also write a review we'll read it on the show live uh and that's it i think that's everything i i I gotta go i gotta go help drew carry lumber so that ought to be fun uh (laughs) so be good to your fellow human beings hj's for everybody i will talk to you guys next week 
Bye-bye.